The Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a lead pipe locking for parlay props. Go to parlayplay.io and use the promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus today. That's parlayplay.io and use the promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus today. You are listening to your La Liga season preview here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter or on X as well at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can follow my other Twitter account as well. It is at LockBettingX. That's at LockBettingX. That's the Twitter account where I post my monthly PL for all of my picks. That will always be the pin tweet. The pin tweet will always be the PL from the previous month. And uh, I have delivered. 122 months in a row of transparent track profit. That means every single month for the last decade, I have been undefeated in sports betting. I've had losing days, I've had losing weeks, but I have never had a losing month in the last decade. 122 months in a row undefeated. Once the pin tweet is no longer that month, once we replace it with the new month, we then move the spreadsheet over to the website, lockbetting.com. So if you want to sign up for any of my services and, and come aboard my um, and get my picks, then I actually encourage you to do your due diligence, do your research and have a look at those spreadsheets. And you'll see everything is also very, very sensible. No five-star plays, no 10-unit maxes, no 20-unit whales, no 50-unit play of the year stuff. None of that. None of that nonsense, nothing that you see on gambling Twitter. These guys aren't even transparent and tracked anyway. They are serial frauds who don't make a profit in sports betting, don't have any tracking, don't have any spreadsheets and um, don't have anything to back up anything that they're saying. 
I, unlike them, do have that. And I encourage you guys to go and check it out. Finally, before we move on to looking at the odds for the outright winner of La Liga this season, let me tell you guys to head over to the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first prize. Besides season-long contests as well, they also have weekly contests just for Patreons. Plus, a monthly SGP Stories podcast, completely ad-free and full behind-the-scenes stories from the SGPN. There is even a Discord channel and it's just for Patreons. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up today. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Let's get the ball rolling here by having a look at the outright winner market. Everybody was expecting a very tightly contested title race last season. They didn't get one. The Champions League holders at the time, Real Madrid, and a team who became world champions, which is what's always expected of the Champions League winner, and Real Madrid did that last season, did not mount a challenge against Barcelona. Barcelona ended up winning the league comfortably last season. As I said, nobody saw that coming. Barcelona were the underdogs, although only marginally because of the amount of business that they did last summer. And that was the fascinating thing. How would these players fit in? And could they mount a challenge against Real Madrid, the Champions League winners who had that great mix of youth and experience, world-class experienced players like Cruz. Modric and the Ballon d'Or winner going into that season, Karim Benzema. They had all of that, yet they also had the youth coming through. You had players like Tushimeni, Kamavinga, and of course, Vinny Jr. And this season, they've added Jude Bellingham to that as well. But last season, they did not lay a glove on Barcelona. The new signings of Barcelona ended up getting over the line. And they got over the line comfortably and they won the league with quite a lot to spare in the end. And um, it was surprising to some people that Carlo Ancelotti kept his job. That kind of shows how much respect he's built in Madrid because Madrid, they love to sack a manager. And not winning the Champions League and also not winning the Liga is sometimes enough. In fact, it's normally enough to lose you your job. But that's not been the case here. I think people realised that it was a little bit of a rebuild for Real Madrid. It was time to let those old players go. Karim Benzema has gone to Saudi Arabia. Luka Modric remains with the squad, but ultimately his his replacement has arrived in Jude Bellingham. Or has he? We'll talk about that in a second. The odds for the league are as follows. Real Madrid are actually the favourites to win it back. They are the even money favourites with Barcelona at 6-4. to four. Atletico Madrid at 12 to 1, Sociedad at 50 to 1, Sevilla and Villarreal both at 100 to 1 and everyone else is bigger than 150 to 1. So as I said, Karim Benzema signed as the big midfield player that everybody in the world wanted, but he chose Real Madrid and called them the biggest club in the world. 
There's only two clubs really in that debate. It's Real Madrid or Manchester United. Either one can lay claim to that. But um, Jude Bellingham said he had signed for the biggest club in the world and he was referring to Real Madrid. And uh, there were rumours that uh, Real Madrid could be getting Kylian Mbappe. Well, the rumours are that he has uh, signed a pre-contract with Real Madrid and will be coming next summer, despite the fact he turned them down last summer. And he looked to be coming in to a team who won the Champions League, which would have really made it interesting, given the fact that Barcelona won so comfortably. What difference would uh, Kylian Mbappe have made playing alongside Benzema and with Vinny Jr. out wide on the other side? What difference would that have made? I guess we'll never know. We'll only know what happens next season when Kylian Mbappe comes in to lead the line unless he comes in before that and some sort of deal is done for him to come in this summer. I don't think that's going to be the case. And without him, that leaves a big hole up front for Real Madrid because they haven't really replaced Karim Benzema. So it's surprising for me to see them as quite strong favourites to win the league this season, just off the back of uh, doing the business of getting Bellingham in. But from what we've seen in pre-season, Bellingham is playing in a more advanced role. Jude Bellingham wasn't signed to be a false number nine, unless he's going to do that for just one season. But if he is going to do that for one season, I think that does give Real Madrid a problem in games where they're struggling to break teams down. That's not going to happen too much in La Liga. You can see both of these two favourites marching towards 85 or 90 points and um, the league will ultimately be won by the team who have the least amount of slip-ups. I think they're going to be winning on a very regular basis and your Madrid-Barcelona parlay is probably going to cash far more often than it doesn't. But ultimately, I think that is a problem for Real Madrid. We know about the injury for Thibaut Courtois. There is no timeline for his return because it's a serious injury. And then you have Jude Bellingham playing as a false nine. The number one position and the number nine position are two, if not the two most important positions on the pitch. Look at what Manchester City did with those two positions covered incredibly last season. You have Edison in goal. He's a ball playing goalkeeper. He can come out and um, dominate his box as well as playing passes out from the back. Whilst Erling Haaland delivered 36 league goals and was prolific in all competitions as well. That's the type of combination that you need. That's what Barcelona have in their team. In Testegen and Lewandowski, you have a goalkeeper who keeps a load of clean sheets and a centre forward, a number nine, who scores a plethora of goals. And that is a good recipe. That is a good start en route to being successful. That is two-fourths of the spine of the team. So ultimately, that is half of your spine, half of the four key players that make up the centre of the pitch. Everybody needs a solid spine, a world-class goalkeeper, a world-class centre-back, a world-class midfielder and a world-class striker. And I have more faith 
in the Barcelona spine than I have in the Real Madrid one. Yes, Real Madrid do have a world-class goalkeeper. On his day, he's the best goalkeeper in the world. But we don't know when he's coming back. Meanwhile, I have some serious questions about Real Madrid's defensive personnel. It's definitely not up to the level that it should be. But but whilst we are talking about the spine of the team, I think that Militao is a world-class defender and he is someone that I would have leading my backline. Now, moving up to midfield, for years, the spine centred around Casemiro. Now you have an ageing Modric, an ageing Tony Cruz, and you have Jude Bellingham. Jude Bellingham is a very, very worthy addition to your spine. But if Jude Bellingham is playing as a false nine, then instead of him being the replacement for Luka Modric, he'll be playing in the same team as Luka Modric. I don't know how Real Madrid are going to be lining up. And I don't know if what they do is going to work on a weekly basis. How do Real Madrid win games when teams are stubbornly sitting in against them when they go to some of these difficult away trips in Spain? So a lot of questions to be answered about Real Madrid and not so many questions to be asked about Barcelona. Real Madrid actually come into this having lost their last two friendlies. They beat Man United and after that, they were whooped 3-0 by Barcelona, which alone is worrying. And then they were beaten 3-1 by Juventus. If we look at the Madrid teams for those two games, uh, Thibaut Courtois did play. Then you had Lucas Vasquez. You had Rudiger playing alongside Nacho and Garcia as the left back. Then you went with Modric, Cruz and Camavinga with Bellingham playing as the false nine with Vinny Jr. and Jocelyn either side of him. So that is actually happening. That is where Jude Bellingham is playing for Real Madrid at the moment. The same thing happened for the game against Barcelona. Courtois, Carvajal, Militao, Alaba and Mendy with Tushimeni sitting in behind, sitting in front of the back four, Valverde, Camavinga and Bellingham as the false nine with Junior and Rodrigo either side of him. For Barcelona, they look a lot more solid. We know Testegan's the goalkeeper. They we know they played paid a lot of money for Jules Kunde. He will be in the back line along with Arayo, who is a world-class defender. He's what I'm talking about in terms of a player who makes up the spine. And when you look at this Barcelona spine, you have Testegen, you have Arayo, you have uh, Frankie de Jong, or you could even say that Gundogan is now in the spine. You have Pedri, you have Gavi. And up top, you have um, Dembele and Robert Lewandowski. Even though Dembele is rumoured to be going to Paris Saint-Germain, at the moment, he's still a Barcelona player. And you have options on the bench with uh, Torres, Ansu Fati, Rafinha. This is a very, very stacked squad. And the more I discuss this and the more that I look through the two squads and I look at the form... And I look at how the two teams are going to be setting up next season. The less sense it makes for to me that Real Madrid are the favourites to win the league again. Off the back of what I'm seeing. And especially off the back of Barcelona winning the league so comfortably last season. One of the things that Xavi did as the Barcelona manager 
is that he very much focused on tightening up the defence. And that worked for Barcelona last season. Barcelona had the best defensive record of all of the top teams in Europe, only conceding 20 goals overall. And at home, they were even stronger than that. It was almost impossible for sides to come to the new Camp and score a goal. So everything here to me points to Barcelona, especially as an underdog. I wouldn't have said it was massively wrong if both of these teams were priced up at 10 to 11, 10 to 11 minus 110. That would be fair, I would say, especially off the back of Real Madrid winning the World Cup last year, winning the Champions League the season before and um, signing Jude Bellingham in the summer. You would say that Real Madrid have been the more dominant team over the years and Barcelona winning that title last season was an anomaly, a combination of Barcelona being very good and Real Madrid being very average. So therefore you would level things up. But to have Real Madrid as the clear favourite and to have Barcelona out of 6-4 to four plus 150, for me, Barcelona have to be the selection and they will be my pick to win the La Liga title next season. Before we move on to looking at a couple of other markets, let me quickly tell you guys about Parlay Play. We're brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a great way to get down on your favourite parlayed player props. Football season is right around the corner and Parlay Play will have all your favourite props. Parlay Play is available in a ton of states, including California and Texas, plus our good friends up north. You can get Parlay Play as it's available in a bunch of provinces in Canada. And when you sign up with our code, you'll get a sweet bonus to get started. Head over to parlayplay.io and use the promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's parlayplay.io and the promo code SGP. GP. So I wanted to look at a couple of other markets, but actually I'll look at them collectively. One market I'm not going to bother with too much is the top goal scorer market. Robert Lewandowski is the clear four to six minus 150 favourite. He will be the top goal scorer in La Liga next season. There's actually value in that price, in taking Robert Lewandowski to be the top goal scorer at 46 minus 150. So we are not going to waste a great deal of time talking about that. What we will talk about is who wins the league without Real Madrid and Barcelona. So essentially who finishes third. And we have Atletico Madrid at 5-6. to six. Real Sociedad 6-1. to one. Sevilla, the winners of the Europa League last season at 10-1. to one. And um, Villarreal and Atletico Bill Bauer at 12-1 to one with Betis at 14-1. to one. So you can try and make a case for the chasing pack. Sevilla finished the season strong last year. They looked like they're going to be relegated. They were nowhere near relegation at the end. And they took some big scalps on on route to winning the Europa League once again. But I kind of disregard that a little because Sevilla, they always do that in the Europa League. I'm not using that as any kind of reason for why they end up finishing above Atletico Madrid. Make no mistake about it, Atletico Madrid are still head and shoulders above the rest. They may not be close to Barcelona and Real Madrid, but they are more than capable of beating the rest of these teams. The thing that's always going to hold them back is their style of football. They're going to just draw too many games by being too negative and going for the win too late on in games. And they really shouldn't do that. They are a team who are stacked with talented players. 
Uh, Anton Griezmann has permanently signed this summer, so he is going to be an influential player again. We don't know what's going on with the Jao Felix situation, but according to the transfer market site, they're telling me that the Atletico Madrid team, this Atletico Madrid squad, shall I say, is worth close to £550 million. That's a huge gap from every other team in the market. Now, this isn't always how things work out. But when you have this much talent, you should be getting a lot closer to Barcelona and Real Madrid. And last season, they almost did get past Real Madrid. Real Madrid had a poor season. Atletico Madrid had a very strong run towards the end of last season. And they almost caught them, but ultimately they didn't in the end. Real Madrid managed to see them off. They began to take things a little bit more seriously when they saw they could potentially be taken over by Atletico. Of course, Madrid's main focus turns to the Champions League towards the latter part of the season. They failed in that department because they were absolutely smashed by Man City, so they couldn't retain their Champions League title. And they only finished one point above Atletico and a whopping 10 points behind the champions, Barcelona. But staying with Atletico Madrid, they've got way, way too much talent, I think, to not finish in third spot. I think there's value in the selection of 5-6, to six minus 120. When you're looking through this squad and the plethora of talent that they have, it's difficult to make a case for anybody else, so we're not going to bother. I'm talking about having Oblak in goal, Jimenez at centre-back, Hermoso at centre-back, signing Suyonku, still having Stefan Savic, having Mendeva, having a World Cup winning fullback in Molina, having a World Cup winner in Rodrigo de Paul, who is a nasty holding midfielder, Koke is the captain. You've got Thomas Lemur, who's a uh, attacking midfielder, a World Cup winner with France. You've got Jao Felix back in the squad. It's up to you if you use him. Angel Carrera. Somehow Morata still has a career. Somehow Memphis Depay is here as well. And you've also re-signed Anton Griezmann. This is a strong, strong squad. And uh, Atletico Madrid should definitely be finishing best of the rest in this league. So shifting across to the top four, this is going to be the final market that we look at. And of course, Atletico Madrid are the favourites. Well, they're not the favourites because obviously Barcelona and Real Madrid are ahead of them, but we're not going to waste time talking about Barcelona and Real Madrid finishing in the top four and looking at prices of minus 250 and minus 100. We know they're going to finish in the top four. We know that there's going to be a title race between the two. It may not be close, but neutrals will be hoping that it's a lot closer than last year. As betters, we'll be hoping for our team to run away with it. And our selection for the league, as I said, is Barcelona. But looking at the rest of the top four, you've got Atletico Madrid there. By the way, they're not really minus 100 and minus 250. Uh, Real Madrid are 1 to 14 and Barcelona 1 to 10. I was just exaggerating. But um, we get to Atletico Madrid next. They are at 2 to 5. Um, they can be found at 1 to 2 in some places if you shop around, but they're more widely available at a shorter price than that. Then you have Real Sociedad at 2 to 1, Sevilla at 9 to 4, and Villarreal at 5 to 2. These are three teams that cannot be separated with Atletico Bilbao at 10 to 3, 
Real Betis at 7-1 and Osasuna at 10-1. Sevilla really should be taking this spot. They should be getting themselves back into the top four. If they finish how they finish, if they start how they finished last season, sorry, they should be able to do it. It's just so very odd that they can continue to win the Europa League and beat some of the best teams in Europe, yet they struggle to ever be in any kind of title race in Spain. Now, I'm not asking for them to be in a title race because Barcelona and Real Madrid are clear at the moment. But what I'm asking them to do is find their way into the Champions League without having to do it via the Europa League. They'll be in the Champions League again this season via winning the Europa League and they could even be a seeded team as a result of that. So um, bigger things are expected from Sevilla off the back of last season, but they just aren't a team that I personally trust. I won't be looking to put too much money down on Sevilla to do anything other than to win the Europa League. I may have a little sprinkle on them to make it back into the top four. This is a decent price given what they did at the end of last season, but they're a team for me that never build If you are capable of winning the Europa League, why don't you bring in the personnel to challenge for the league? They just aren't financially capable of doing it. No matter how many times they win the Europa League and how many times they end up playing in the Champions League, uh, Sevilla will always just go out of the Champions League group stage. They'll go into the Europa League. They'll be competitive in that and and will probably win it. And um, they won't get into the Champions League via the league position. They, They used to. When I looked at the Sevilla team who knocked out Manchester United in a round of 16 in the Champions League and Jose Mourinho was very complimentary to that team, you could kind of understand it. You could kind of look at that Sevilla team and go, yeah, they're going to finish in the top four and they may have an outside chance of challenging for the La Liga title. But I just don't see it with this current crop of players. They did very, very well to go on that run at the end of last season. And they did very well to win the Europa League. I think there'll be some regression in terms of having such a strong run. I don't think they're going to be that consistent. But I think they're going to be much better than they started last season. I don't think there's going to be any kind of relegation danger for Sevilla. I'm just not sure if they're going to take that fourth place that they should take based on what they managed to do at the end of last season. So... They're all the markets that I really wanted to discuss. And if you want to get all of my futures plays for this season, which includes La Liga, Liga, Serie A, the EPL, there's a load of EPL futures that just got released yesterday, then head over to lockbetting.com and sign up for the appropriate package. You can get all of the soccer futures by simply signing up for the soccer pack, or you can just buy the futures card individually. It's available for $50. All you need to go is, all you need to do is scroll down the, um, the lock betting X at lock betting X Twitter account and you'll see a X or a tweet for it. What are we calling tweets now? We call them X's. Did I send an X or is it still a tweet? on a site that's no longer called Twitter. Very, very confusing, this whole X thing. But I'm at LockBettingX anyway, and uh, you can shoot me a DM anytime if you have any questions. But closing out with your future for this show, closing out with your free official futures lock, I'm going to go with Atletico Madrid to win the league 
without Barcelona and Real Madrid. This has been a successful bet for us over the years. I think there's value in this selection at 5 to 6 minus 120 for all the reasons that I outlined. Compare this squad this squad to Betis, Sociedad and Sevilla. They are absolutely clear whilst not quite being able to compete with Barcelona and Real Madrid and I think that's partly down to their manager. Their manager is a great manager and Simeone has been a huge positive for Atletico Madrid. He's completely changed his team around. But his continuous negative tactics seem to be a problem for this team who are more than capable of taking some of the weaker teams apart. So this is why they never challenge for the league and this is why they will continue to not challenge for the league and why they won't be a threat in the Champions League either. This is going to be a long-standing problem for Atletico until they change the manager or the manager changes the way he wants to play. But... They're always going to have a very, very strong record at the Wanda. They are going to win a load of home games and that alone will be a huge factor in Atletico Madrid, not only qualifying for the Champions League, but I think getting third place and cashing this selection to win the league without Real Madrid and Barcelona, which is available at the price of 5-6 to six minus 120. That's it for me and your La Liga preview. Good luck of all your bets as always and thanks for listening.